Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. This is our number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer in the 630 Chad Studios. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. And now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan. Saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. You can reach us on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. And text us on our Heartland Ford text line with over $10 million of new and pre-owned inventory. That uh, one of the largest volume Ford dealers in Alberta experienced the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Dave Campbell. Uh, we'll tell you guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South Downtown, uh, Northside, and Sherwood Park. Tomorrow is the provincial election. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. I will tell you that since 1961. billion have gone out of Alberta to fund equalization payments. And since 1961, the province of Quebec has received $476 billion. Quebec says no to Energy East Pipeline. Ottawa says yes to Quebec's pipeline veto. Figure it out. You can text us at 630-630. That'll get them fired up, Dave. Now I'll get the hate mail. From all the uh, fellows that I used to plant trees with 25 years ago. Oilers now goes political. Well, wait a sec. The team <laughs> is called the Oilers. What, you, you don't think I'm not going to support the oil and natural gas yeah. industry? Come on. Jody Shelley joins us right now. Jody, how are you doing? Am I in the right segment? Uh, you are in the right segment. Come on, man. You've spent time <laughs> here. You know what it's like. You know what's going on. That's quite clear, yeah, absolutely. I didn't know you got into the political... Uh, oh, once in a while we do. Actually, do you want to know something? Uh, I'm we, not sure. We were in Columbus when Obama won the election. When Obama won the election back in 2008, the Oilers were in Columbus. I think you were gone by that. Were you gone by that point out of Columbus? Had you been moved on to San Jose? Uh, I was traded to San Jose, yes. I was there, right. 
February of 2008. So you would have been, yeah, the 2007-08 season I was traded. Right, and in right. 2000, uh, and then in November of 08, Obama won the election. And right I remember on. sitting in the uh, uh, bar watching it and uh, with a couple of the assistant coaches in the hotel bar out there in Easton, so you know which hotel we're at, the uh, JW yeah. Marriott out there, and this guy started singing Oh Canada because Obama had won the election. Because it was a big deal when Obama won it. And uh, even bigger deal when uh, when Trump won in 2016. Donald Trump. <laughs> hey, uh, that was the second most significant thing that happened on, uh, from an Oilers Now perspective, because that night was the first time that Connor McDavid went head to head against Sidney Crosby in Pittsburgh. Ooh. So we flew back. Cool. We flew back, and as you know, Jack Michaels is American. We had a guy named Chris Westcott, who's now with the Blackhawks, uh, and they were watching the election closely. And I was, frankly, I was in shock that Trump was going to win it. So who knew? Anyhow, uh, hey, we've gone all over the map here. You know what? Upsets happen all the time in sport, right? They happen in politics too, once in a while. Who would have foreseen in 2012 that Donald Trump would be president in 2016? Um, did anybody foresee the Columbus Blue Jackets, Jody, the team that you cover on a day-to-day basis? Did anybody see them being up 3 nothing against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who won 62 games in the regular season? No, and if they say they did, they're just a flat-out liar because there's no possible way that you could think the Blue Jackets, uh, who made acquisitions at the deadline, who had a pretty good run down the stretch, who squeaked their way into the playoffs uh, was going to go in and, uh, well, you know, people said it was going to be a long long series. I heard six, I heard five, I heard seven games. But no one thought the Blue Jackets would win game one. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, the first period in game one, the series was over. It was 3 nothing for the Lightning, and the Blue Jackets were written off. And John Tortorella approached the series as the grand underdog, and he knows how to dictate and, and fire you up in that, if you're that. In that role in life, he can fire you up. And the second and third period, there was no answer, and the Blue Jackets came back and won, and that has been the story that galvanized this team. They look great, and uh, no, there's no one that would have said they would have done this uh, coming into the playoffs. Too simple to say it starts in goal? No. Very, very true. It's exactly right. Listen, Bobrovsky looked shaky in the first period of game one. Everyone thought, uh-oh, it's playoff Bob, not Vesna Bob. Right. And uh, the second period of game two, something happened. Bobrovsky shut the door from start to finish. Tampa had chances. And the guys went to the locker room with an attitude of, this guy's not quitting on us. This guy is shutting the door. Let's see what we can do. A couple of miraculous goals, Savard who doesn't really score, was uh, looked like uh, Serge Savard down the wing. Top shelf, off the pipe, was unbelievable. And then, uh, you know, you get a, we had nine, the first nine goals of this season for the Blue Jackets was nine different goal scores, including right. Roddy Nat. So kind of the perfect storm to start the series. Uh, but the goaltender locking it down gave them confidence and a little bit of hope. All right. I have a theory, and people are going to say, Stoffer, you're full of crap. But I think you might agree. They never say that. Oh, they no. Never they, say that. Well, they, they do once in a while, especially after my little diatribe there on equalization payments. Um, but those are, <laughs> those are the actual doc- I didn't hear that. Okay. Yeah. So Columbus played Edmonton twice this year, and the Oilers won 4 uh, nothing and 4-1. 
And my theory is that the Oilers have a big physical team that if they have to throw down and it doesn't happen anymore in the league, they might be the type of team that matches up well against Columbus, who've got some bigger bodies with some guys that like to play with a little bit of edge and can be difficult to play out. I mean, you got, you got Dubinsky and you got Foligno, and, and the Oilers can match that. Edmonton can match that. In fact, if you want to really get into it, Edmonton might be able to go an extra step. I'm watching Columbus play Tampa, and I think there's a degree of intimidation that's taken place in this series, and you've got Tampa's really good players. They've gotten completely out of their comfort zone as the series has gone on. Uh, is Is this a bit about the matchup between Columbus and Tampa, do you think? Yes. I think you're onto something there. I think they're smaller and quicker and higher skilled. There's no question that they want to make plays in tight areas, even in, in areas where players are covered. They they have a tendency all season to try to make those plays, and they got away with it. And they made plays where you scratch your head and think, how did they just do that? And the Blue Jackets, with their size and their structure and their, uh, I'll call it, uh, torts tactics, where he's got these guys blocking shots, back-checking, um, they have a system in place here that they're taking away the middle of the ice. And Tampa wants to go east-west as much as they can because they got away with it in the regular season. And the Blue Jackets, is, they're inviting that because they've got five guys in the middle of the ice in the neutral zone, five guys between the dots in the defensive zone, and they're taking away that high slot area where a lot of Tampa gets a lot of chances. And it's their size. They're leaning on them. Well, you're right. Maybe a bigger team like Washington, uh, maybe Edmonton. Things are a little different. It's totally about the matchup in the playoffs. And when you're the underdog, you've got to buy into a system, uh, and they're playing it to a tee. And you know what they're also they're doing, Bob? Tampa is going out every shift and thinking they have to score every single shift. Yes. This just doesn't happen. And Columbus has figured out, go out and play the system. Go out and play the system. Go out and play the system. And when you get a chance to score a goal, you score a goal. And that's, listen, the Islanders have done it all season. The Blue Jackets started doing it in the playoffs, and it's working. When you see Kucherov lower himself to making a play as cheap as he did, and that should have been a two-game suspension, not a one-game suspension, or you see Stamkos sucker punch uh, Felino, who would kick the living snot out of him if they squared up, yeah. you know that's a team that's completely frustrated. You see, uh, was it Braden Point that got the fight started as well? I yeah, mean, right? Yeah, Like, you're, you're watching, and hey, Braden Point was a hard-nosed player of the Western League. Jerry Johansson from Edmonton repped him. We all knew that Tampa stole a player there. We all, like, those of us that watch West, that guy's a hell of a player. He's going to play. But you're seeing a team come undone right in front of you, and that's they're playing right into it, in my opinion. They gotta they gotta stay out of that stuff because they they. I mean, I haven't even brought up Josh Anderson, who's been a dominant player in the series. But they can't play that game with Columbus, and they've been to me sucked into it a bit. They have. They dumped the puck last night. I think the first eight entries into the zone they dumped, and they don't dump. They don't dump the puck, and the Blue Jackets flipped. Flipped it out. Flipped it out. They've learned to play to survive another day. Stamkos had zero shots on goal last night. Think he's frustrated? Yes, he's frustrated. And he's got David Savard, Seth Jones, Zach Wierenski all night long. Add in Felino. That's the matchup they're looking for. Yeah, he's frustrated. Riley Nash understands that as the whistle blows, you give a little extra check to a guy that just 
put a puck into the netting. It, it's they understand what they're up against. They they're, that's what you do. You make it personal in the playoffs. You match up, and, and the underdog is the greatest position to be in when you trust and, and believe in yourselves. And that's what they've done. Jody Shelley joining us so uh, far. So well, it is three nothing. Four teams have come back in NHL history. This team's won 62 games. I don't see it, man. Not based on what we're seeing, uh, especially with Hedman potentially being out as well. I mean, that's not going to make it any better for uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. The additions, Columbus stepped up. They went for it. The whole situation with Bobrovsky and Panarin, we talked about this, Jody, uh, both times yeah. we had you on when the Oilers played uh, Columbus in March. Um, but to go out and get to Shane and to, you know, to get the Zingle as well. I mean, Matt Duchesne, it's looking pretty good right now, isn't it? Yeah, and he's a player that, you know, he's got a lot of skill. He's used to being the star on the team. Uh, he's played on bad teams where he could do a lot by himself and try to do everything himself. And, and, you know, he came to Columbus, and some of his habits defensively weren't great. He just didn't seem to fit in um, perfectly. And then you get to this part of the the uh, the season, the last part of the season, and into the playoffs, and it's he has a defined role within a structure, and a guy like that, it's perfect for him. He understands that if you know he he came to Columbus and thought he had to do exactly what Tampa's doing and do something every shift to impress offensively, and the quicker you can learn that that's not how the NHL works, uh, the more success you'll have. So when you get to a playoff assignment. And it's like, this is who you're going to be matched up against. This is what we expect. This is what you'll do. And if you get an opportunity to take advantage, you see him buy into that defined role, and he is much better in that. Uh, so this is a good complimentary player is what he's figured out, and I think the Blue Jackets have. Um, and it's worked out. You know, I mean, Bobrovsky and Panarin, we all know they're leaving. And credit the ownership of the Blue Jackets to say, go get some guys. We're going to use these assets we have, and we're going to push our chips in and go for it. And... Right now, so far, it came together at the right time, and uh, it's working out. So you're telling me that even if, let's just say, let's play the hypothetical game, and I and you're being pragmatic, they still got to win one more game to win the series. But let's say Columbus goes to the final out of the East. You're telling me still Panarin and Bobrovsky are going to be gone? I mean, there might be a, let's say, let's say they're at, I think they're at a 5% chance of staying right now. Let's okay. say it gets to 25. Okay. Bingo. There you go. You know what I mean? And I think if the Blue Jackets get out of this series, I think they go to the Eastern Conference Final. And then who knows what happens. Yeah, There's got to be a lot of confidence. What there. does it mean, like, you know, and you've spent time, you've lived here, and you can maybe educate the listeners here. Like, is your family still here, Jody? Yeah, Ned and Doreen, they're probably listening right now out in Silver Park. There we go. Mom and Dad. Um, so we've been spoiled here, even though it's been tough the last, you know, 12, 13 years out of the playoffs. But the Oilers, you know, have won five Stanley. The Columbus Blue Jackets, correct me if I'm wrong, have they ever won a playoff series? Never. They've never, they've never been this far as far as wins in a playoff series either. Three wins, I've never seen it. Do you know how many playoff brackets they're going to blow up if they close the deal here tomorrow night? <laughs> Yes, there's going to be a lot. Yeah. And your playoff pool, I hope you load it up with Blue Jackets. 
Not a, no, I, I've got six Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm going out too, buddy. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, they're done. How they're much done. are they going to have enough money to get Josh Anderson re-signed out of this bridge contract that he's on? Oh yeah, they got lots of cap space. They've done a great job with Josh. They told Josh, you know, we'll give you a bridge deal. This, you know, you're going to get paid when we're happy to pay you, but we're just not happy to do it right now. And, and he's bought in. And he's going to do he's going to do well with it. I think he's figured out that you know he's played against Tom Wilson. I think it was a Memorial Cup he was in against Wilson, and uh, he is a Tom Wilson type player. Hey, there's yes, no he question. Is. He is Love very, him. very, very similar. Yeah, Love he's, him. he's great. And he's they protected him and gave up William Carlson. Remember, and Carlson went on to Vegas and had 41 goals. And yeah. why would you let that guy go? Well, that was the decision, Carlson. Or Anderson is the big, strong, power forward. That can skate. That can skate. Yeah. I mean, he can fly. Awesome stuff. Uh, You must love this more. I mean, a guy that, you know, went down your uh, path as a player, you were a physically assertive player on the ice. This sort of hockey that gets played in the playoffs, this is the way it was supposed to be played, isn't it? You know what? It's amazing. I'm at ice level at home here in in Columbus. I, I stand between the benches. It's amazing to watch these athletes, how locked in they're in, how banged up they are already, how the effort they give, the exhaustion they have, it's, and the frustration. It, it is, it is, uh, you others got to get back in there. I mean, you guys, <laughs> let's go, Bob. I don't want to stir it up. No, 100%. Hey, this, 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 like, you think I like talking about Nazem Kadri today and talking about Wait, you're talking about politics. Politics. Right. Well, we do have an election tomorrow. Tomorrow it's going to be <laughs> Arthur Staple. We're going to have Arthur on out of uh, out of Long Island because oh, it's, nice. It's been yeah. so, uh, there's another big upset story, right? So, no, yeah. it's, I mean it's from an Edmonton centric perspective. We're looking at it going. Well, if Tampa Bay loses, you know, maybe they'd want this guy, and maybe they need to change. And that's the, that's the final right. question I have for you. If they lose this thing in four straight, do they need to change the complexion and the makeup of their team a bit? Do you think? I think a little. Yeah. I think if they lose four straight, something has to give here. Something has to give. I mean, you're talking about a team that dominated the regular season. Um, I don't know. You know, I look at Columbus last year with Washington, and they were up 2 nothing on the Capitals, and the Capitals got so lucky in Game 3 in double overtime. Yes. The Blue Jackets hit a post. The Capitals go win the Cup. So, like, there's, you know, I don't know. Sometimes patience... I can't tell you that, though. I can't say that to you guys from Edmonton. Hey, our fans have been unbelievable, and they've kept the building full, and they've been patient 12 or 13 years. Hey, great stuff, all right, Jody? Best of luck with it, man. Hope it works out for you guys. Anytime. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate you having me on. You bet. That's Jody Shelley, who uh, he did the, uh, what did the late, great Pat Quinn say? He did the dirt. He did the chucking. And uh, he, (laughs) he willed himself to play as long as he did in the NHL. And won some and lost some along the way. They got Dave. I mean, they are they are they're given. It's it's crazy when you think about it. Given the sixty-two win season of Tampa Bay, it's nuts, shocking. You know, I expected okay, maybe a game one win because that happens a lot. Yeah. But then Tampa to show up like they did in game two. A better push yesterday in the third period, but for five straight periods from the start of game two to... Columbus was better. And the Lightning cannot find 
the area of the ice they need to to get scoring chances. Biggest team, biggest thing players will tell you, and maybe Tampa Bay was the exception in the regular season, but there's a lot of good teams in the NHL. Yeah. Like the separation between top to bottom is not like it was, you know, pre-cap world. It's all there is to it. And as good as the Lightning defense are, and they are good, they cannot handle a forecheck. And they're banged up. Yep. That's the other part of it. Yep. 124 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. We'll get to some of your Texas orders now. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, this text comes in out of Edmonton. Uh, Stoffer, you know there are times when you can be annoying as well as completely full of crap. However, today you're nailing it on all cylinders, whether it's a reference to transfer payments or Ralph Kruger or the Oilers fans being the best on the planet. Uh, yes, better than Riders fans out there. Or the Blue Jackets. Except Stoffer, the Jackets won't make it past the Caps. It's not like having you and Jack talking about movies when we can hear the game going on, but I'm sure that's Jack's fault. Well, no, actually, it's often my fault. Laugh out loud. Doing uh, great, Bob. Uh, keep it up. Hey, Bob, what about Paul Yarby for Stamkos? Straight up out of Lloydminster. Don't see that happening. Uh, again, you can text us. Uh, Bob, is uh, Joe Thornton going to get suspended? I think he should. Bob, how come you haven't interviewed Kelly McCr- Crimmon on the air. Uh, well, we haven't interviewed any of the managers. So, any of the potential candidates for the position. So, uh, two hate techs. Stoffer, stick to uh, sports, you idiot. Uh, Stoffer, I didn't think there was anything that you would know less about uh, than hockey, but clearly politics is one of them. Well, thank you very much. So, uh, there's a couple of ranges of the texts out there. Hey, I said, I, and Reed Wilkins is in the studio, I said Dustin Johnson last week. Came in second. How did I know Tiger was going to win the thing? T- Reed, did you go off Tiger? No, he, he didn't go off Tiger. What a great story. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.